from Cape to Musina, trucking around the country now. We get into that, uh, talking to our truck driver today, Mervyn, who has been driving for almost 29 years and spent two years of his career driving the length and breadth of the United States of America. Uncle Mervyn, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. Are you on the road today? Are you off? No, actually, I just woke up getting ready for work. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about your career. Where did you start? Where you Did you start in the U.S. or you started here and then moved there and then came back? Well, I started in South Africa at a very, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, actually, I never even went for any other uh, code license as like for car license. I went straight for code 14. At that time, I think it was... Um, yeah, we, we still had the old, you know, the old uh, PDP, which they call the PRDP, mm-hmm. was a little little book that you had to open. Nowadays, we have the card. Everything is written on the card. And uh, I was 17 years old then, and I couldn't I couldn't get a job because uh, you had to be 21. Yeah. So that the company, whoever you're going to be driving for, uh, insurance, the insurance could cover that. So I had to wait some time, like four years, to you know, to, to, to be able to drive on the road. And since then, yeah, once I became 21, I worked for a company which doesn't exist even anymore. Mm. I worked for a company, started as a, started offloading the trucks, first working night shift. And once I was done offloading these trucks, I used to just jump into them and practice while everybody was has gone home. And that's that's how I started, you know, building my experience. Yeah. Yes, and once I turned 21, I was actually given, you know, allowed to, to, to drive on the road. And that's, that's that's how it's been been for many years. And then obviously I started driving long distance. Yeah. Long distance meaning like in South Africa, and those days we didn't have GPS, so you had... <laughs> You had these big cell phones and, you know, those big block cell phones and then you had the map and there was no, there was not a lot of toll gates. I remember the one time there's a, I went to to the Eastern Cape and Mm. I took a wrong turn and it took me about seven hours to get back on route again. My goodness. Yes. And yeah, I've been driving trucks and then in 20, 25 Twenty zero five. Someone gave me a call and he said to me, "How would you like to go and drive overseas?" And I said, "I don't know. <laughs> Is it even possible?" And then it went quiet for a while. And then he called me in twenty eleven and he said to me, "You know what? It's time for you to go. One of your friends has left already." And I said, "Oh, that's just going to be nice. I'm only a truck driver." And then the whole process took me about. A year, mm-hmm. and the day I had to go to the consulate uh, to get my visa, I, I still wasn't, you know, it wasn't reality for me yet. But today I got, I got onto the plane, and I'm going to be following. My dream was to get to be one of the truck drivers that would that would take me wherever I wanted to go. So, actually, truck driving has gotten me as far as going to work and study overseas. 
Oh, you studied as well during the yes, time? Yes, we had to do it. I, did, I had an, a J1 visa, which means we had to study uh, and drive. Obviously, we had to sustain our families on the side okay. and ourselves. And then uh, the whole package was given to us, so we also had to pay that off. So in 2012, I went overseas, yes, and I drove there. And it's a whole different <clears throat> ball game to South Africa. But, however, the, the, the experience that I've built over the years in South Africa um, has given me so much advantage that when I got there, it wasn't actually too bad, too bad to, you know, drive on the other side of the road uh, using yeah. maps. Uh, using maps. Obviously, they do have GPS, but signal is not always there. And sitting on the left-hand side, <laughs> one thing that was that was an advantage also is the fact that we have 22-meter trucks in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Over there, it's, it's seen as abnormal. So you only had to drive a truck that is also 22 meters, but the trailer is, is a 15-meter. Is a but it's a whole different ballgame. So the trucks and, uh, they are longer then because it's the twenty two. No, they're actually in the in length they are about the same size, but when you have trailers in South Africa we have two trailers, it's a super link. Mm-hmm. And there they only have a fifteen meter, but because the front the horse uh it's more luxurious on that side. So it's like and the distance that you had to travel, it's way far further obviously because so your space your your space where you're living in was much bigger than our trucks that we have here. Mm, okay, I see. You know those long, they call them a long nose? Yeah. Those nice, big, fancy ones? Yes, it's because of the distance that you had to travel. And then obviously the weather and all those things. It took us a month. It takes you, when you go overseas, it takes you a month. You have to go on training for a month. So it was a whole different, absolutely different ball game. The only thing was it was trucking. Yeah. So tell me, you said it was a long, a year-long process before you could even get to the States. Besides the visa applications, what was part of that entire process? I guess you had to now uh, start your, your uh, driver's license from scratch, did you? That's correct. And then the first thing you said to me is, is that the process has started now. The first thing you have to do is you have to start watching movies. But look at these movies from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when, when this, whatever movies on there, when they sit at the table, they would, um, they won't say, even your language, the way you speak had to change, so you had to blend in. They would say, we would say tomato sauce and they would say ketchup. Yeah. We yeah, would yeah. say, you know, we would say towel and they would say napkin. Uh, we would say milk and they would say cream, stuff like that. So you had to get yourself into, into that and then uh, you had to, start opening yourself a Google account and you had to start on Facebook. You had to go on social media. Um, you know, you had to get used to these things. Yeah. Because the first thing when I got to the States was when, when they took us to the hotel and we came into the room, there was a laptop and a phone on the bed. And the first thing, and they think that we are so advanced in South Africa. Recently, we have all these languages that we can speak. Hmm. So obviously the first thing they told us, we speak a lot of languages, so we are very clever. So they said, if you ask him for anything, they would just tell you go online. Wow. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hectic process. 
I can imagine the transition must have been also a bit of a shock to your system. Some, some of the guys actually came back because they couldn't handle it because we used to drive in trucks. Mm. And all of a sudden, this became a big, uh, you know, you have to do everything yourself. Yeah. Like plan your routes, do your this and do your that, start all over, learn how to drive a car, sitting on the left-hand side, the rules of the road and all those things. The, the signage of the boards has changed a bit. But it was, it was a nice experience. Four o'clock is our time here on Sound Awake. We are talking to Mervin, our truck driver, in our trucking around the country from Cape to Messina feature this Monday, if you've just joined us. Well, uh, happy Monday to you and uh, good morning. So, and then Mervin, uh, you stayed there for how long in the U.S.? I stayed there for two years. I stayed for two years, of which we went to college every four to six months. We would go for about seven to eight days. And what were you studying? Transportation and business management. Awesome. Yes. What would and you say? Then, yes, go on. No, go ahead. What would you say you brought back with you then? Uh, I mean, obviously, it was a lot of experience and the opportunity to have studied and be exposed to a completely different place and, and life and a way of living. What would you say are the major, uh, you know, highlights that you brought back with you and just in life, uh, you know, applying those principles and uh, those lessons? Yes, I would say I brought a lot with me. Um, it's just that in South Africa, everything is so curbed. Everything is curbed. You can't, you know, because of, especially in transport, it, it's, it's a kind of a, the monopoly around transport. It's a bit small. They haven't expanded yet. They, they're not willing to grow in transport Although I can say it's all about mindset. Yeah. One thing I've learned is the first thing they would tell you there is you need to change or have the right mindset. And obviously, safety first. That is their main rule. Safety first and respect. I mean, if I look at our truck drivers, well, people don't always understand. The main thing that I know is that I just wish sometimes, or I wish in South Africa, everybody would have the same training as our truckers, then they would understand and the roads and everything would become much more safer. Yeah. So then it's much safer to drive in the U.S. than in, in SA, you're saying? I wouldn't say it's much safer, but it is, the rules are very, very, very strict. Even being, it's not just that the next person on the road that, that's a danger to you or that could be a danger to you or that you can put in danger but then you have the weather. We don't have these, these harsh weather conditions like they have overseas. Uh, you have tornadoes and hurricanes and you know, obviously snow and black ice and things like that. So they have something. Uh, the Americans will put a rule down and they'll have six to ten other rules next to that. So they would say you drive on the right-hand side or you you allowed to turn on a on a on a red light if you turn right. That is one of the things that if South Africa could, could do that, it would really help. So if it's a red light, mm. you can turn light, you can turn left, but you need to check on the right hand side if there's any on, oncoming traffic. And it would it, you know it would just help with the traffic situation that we have because our infrastructures does not allow. Uh, you, you know, the, it gets to congestion. 
when it comes to traffic. Yeah. So if we could just turn left on a red light, making sure that, you know, most of the taxis already does it. Yeah, they just to the left. <laughs> they, they, make sure, they make sure that they see there's some, nothing coming from the right, you know, from the right hand side, and the light is red, and they turn left. It's safe. Nobody is going to get knocked on that if you just look yeah. and then turn. You know, it will take some of the weight off of the traffic that's, you know, most of the cars turn left, and then it will create space for the others to move a bit forward. Mentally, and then yeah. coming back to South Africa from the U.S., how long did it take for you to readjust? It took a while. You know, uh, my kids told me, uh, do I think I'm funny? Why am I trying to speak, say things a bit different? Then oh. I say, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I had to blend in. Yeah, That's one of the main things. We had to blend in. So you, uh, I would uh, just, you know, say, could you pass me the cream, please? And they would look at me and say, Daddy, that's not, that's milk. <laughs> <laughs> because we used to powder milk and cream goes onto cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was this, if I could just mention, there was this one instance where we had a, a situation where my friend asked for a serviette in the, in one of the restaurants where we were sitting and having lunch. Mm. And the waiter came up to us and she asked, excuse me, sir, what would you like? And he said, can I have a serviette, please? And she said, no, but you've been served. You, you know, we served you. He said, no, I need a serviette to clean my hands. She said, oh, you need a napkin. And we just burst out in laughter. <laughs> yeah. I guess you had to explain that in South Africa, napkin is what we put in a, in a child. That's correct. <laughs> and a huggies. Uh, yeah, wow. I can only imagine, though, how you must have missed your family when you were in the in the U.S. And how did you cope with that? That was one of the big issues. Yes, we did. Luckily, um, you know, they, they before they recruited us to go over, they looked at, at all of these things and then we could Skype call. Mm. But then again, we had to watch the time difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So what I usually did was I usually called my kids on about 12 at night, which made it 7 o'clock in the morning just before they go to school. So we'd Skype call them. And everything is very advanced. I mean, I think we're about 10 years behind. Because mm-hmm. I would stand at a truck stop and have Wi-Fi. Have coffee, get free coffee, have a free shower. I'd stand there and have Wi-Fi inside my truck. And then I could Skype call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, would, that was just one. Of, I was actually one of the lucky guys that could come back. You could come back after six six months. You could come back for like two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then go back again. Or you can have your your wife or two or three of your kids come and visit you for a while on that side. But it was a very, very awesome experience. Yeah. Yes. And where now, in the I, States were you? Which which uh Well we area? started off we, we studied our, our college was in um in Appleton, Wisconsin. We started off there and it, we did our training there as well. Mm-hmm. And then from there they moved us to an another D C uh in Indianapolis, Indiana. And then from there, we, well, over here we call them controllers. Over there we call them, they call them DBLs. Mm. And that person would give you your load so you'd move all over the country. So I went from north to south, east to west. And then also depends on the weather. <laughs> yeah. The weather was a big thing on that side, yes. 
What are the people like there compared to here? Because we always say South Africa is full of friendly people and even tourists who come to visit say that we are a friendly nation. Uh, how yes, are the people are. there <laughs> compared to us here? They're all to themselves. You oh. know, they like to have their own private space, very shy. They won't talk to you first. I mean, we see movies. Movies, is, it's not what's happening over there. And they think we are too intelligent to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, and, you know, you're not going to believe this, but some people don't even know where South Africa is. Mm. And I'm talking about people on the ground, especially truck drivers in South in America. They don't know where South Africa is. You have to tell them, go and Google. Um, even at the was, time of 2012? Yes, yes. We were sitting at a table in a... a a lot of our South African drivers were sitting around a table at a DC in, in a canteen and we were speaking. We were actually not allowed to speak Afrikaans outside, wherever we went, wherever we went to the customers. But when we were, you know, at DC, we would all sit around the table and have something to eat and then we could speak Afrikaans. And then all the other students and all the other drivers that were sitting in the same canteen from the United States would, would look at us and they'd watch us the whole time. And then, out of curiosity, one of them would get up and come and stand next to us and ask us, guys, what language are you speaking? Mm. And I would always jump in and say, oh, can I listen? Do me a favor, what does it sound like at first? Then he says, it sounds like a combination of Arabic, Mandarin, <laughs> and some other kind of language. That's what Afrikaans sounds like. <laughs> really? them. I, thought, I thought they would have said Dutch. Yeah, they say that it's got everything in it. That, and they, they thought we are so intelligent because the language we, we mixed, you know how we mixed because we were guys from Joburg, Cape yeah. Town, all over South Africa, all, all drivers. And then we would tell them Afrikaans and they would say, oh my word. Yeah. So that, where do we find it? And obviously they would tell you go Google. And everybody would just go and start Googling Cape Town, South Africa, Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs> So that was great for them, I mean, to get that, I guess, exchange of education on their part also. Uh, so, I mean, they, they definitely learned from you. So They then, did. Mm, so using maps then, are you able to still use maps now? Because you, you didn't have GPS, like you said, even here in SA, you had to find your way through a map. Yes, um, I, could, I can still use a map, yes, definitely. I'm and then, sure your kids will be rolling their eyes at you like, why, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the only thing about a map is that you can't... Um, actually, the nice thing about a map still is that it gives you a height of bridges. So, okay. I, well, I haven't seen a map lately in, in South Africa because I've been Googling all the t- uh, using GPS all the time. Yeah. Not, not that after all these years of experience, though, I still need it. It's just that, you know, a, a big places change. They build and they change roads and stuff. So you do do have this every now and then if you get lost and then you have to go into your GPS. But other than that, I know South Africa like the palm of my hand and a I few of the imagine. neighboring countries as well. And the funny thing that, about... That's a skill I wish I had. To be able to read a map, I wish I had that. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh my word. Did you know that a truck driver has got a, a, a type of memory that you would tell him to go somewhere. He hasn't been there like for four or five years. But once he starts getting closer to the place, it all comes back. And he starts remembering. Because when you when you have to maneuver a big vehicle like that, you have to make, make sure that you use the right road. Mm. 
you know, and not make a mistake. And because, so it will all come back. Maybe that he had a little bit of an experience. He approached the bridge that was slow. He had to reverse. Then you remember, even after 10 years, you remember, oh, my word, I remember there was a bridge there. I need to yeah. take this photo. <laughs> wow. Okay, we've got a question for you, a caller. Uh, uh, Romeo yes. is calling us from KZN. Hi, Romeo. Good morning. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Uh, good morning. And to your guest, how are you this morning? Good, thank you, Romeo. Thanks for calling us. We can hear you, yes. Good morning, no, Romeo. That's fine because my phone is sounding very funny. That's why I thought I should ask if you can hear me properly. I wanted to ask you, yes, if we are to compare, you know, trucking industry. It's a very complex uh, industry that has got so many difficulties, many problems. Otherwise, the problems for trucking uh, drivers. Uh, you can spend maybe, I don't know how many months you're talking about this, but I wanted to talk about having an experience of driving uh, in the continent or here in South Africa and also overseas in the U.S. Are there any issues that you have uh, learned from U.S. that you can say if we can apply this method in Africa, I think the truck drivers are going to enjoy, or else there are certain things that you think Africa can also um, share the mind of driving to the U.S. And in terms of also salary, are they values or it's in across, across the board? All right. Thank you so much for your question, Romeo. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay, Mervyn, that question then, I guess you did mention earlier that the yeah. rules of the road in the U.S. are way, you know, more followed and strict, and, and that could help here. And also the turning left when the light is red, that's something that we could also uh, apply. But uh, just, yeah, I guess answer that uh, in, in more detail then. What, yes, what, absolutely. What can we be taken saw... from the U.S. into here and also what can be taken from here into the U.S.? Like I mentioned before, it's very important that we change our way of thinking, our mindset. Because, um, you know, when you ask somebody, but it's just, I'm just going to say a few things quickly, what, how they teach you. When you ask somebody, where is the most dangerous place in the world? Everybody would say Pakistan or Iraq, Iran, but it's not. It's on a free state, uh, a freeway, sorry. It's on a freeway, mm. like they would call it in America. They would say it's an interstate. Reason being, when you, anything that moves, when when your wheels turn, every second situation can change. So your mindset needs to needs to change as well. Um, like when once you get onto an interstate or a freeway or an interstate, you must remember mm-hmm. you're moving, and the only way that you're going to be able to stop is two things. You can turn. First thing is brake and turn. But you need to, to you need to be aware of everything around you. So our whole mind, we we have a lot of South African drivers. I'm not just talking about truck drivers. I'm talking about all the, the road users. Mm. Their mindsets are wrong. They don't have any respect for each other. They don't know the word courtesy. Um, they don't understand that heavy motor vehicles takes longer to stop. It takes longer to go, but faster. You know, it's, it's things like that. They expect you to drive in the yellow line, which is an emergency line. You're not allowed to drive there as a truck driver. On the other hand, 
I would also say that our infrastructure is not up to standard as yet. Mm-hmm. We do have in some places, like between Durban and Joburg, we have the freeway, right? That is trying to 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 help with the you know with the the traffic volumes that we find around about December or Easter, you know, some weekends during the year. It's because of the traffic volume that moves between Joburg and Johannesburg. But if I could use it in this example, in America you'd have an extra lane, and that lane would only be for trucks. No cars is allowed to drive there, like we have from. I think it's from Pine Town. We have that, where trucks are only allowed to travel on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is you have trucks that can move faster, so they're not allowed to, 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 to move over and pass the other vehicle, and that causes a problem. As, well, in America, you can, you can overtake. It's called to overtake. You can overtake another truck as long as you don't go and drive 40 kilometers an hour. That's one of the things I'm saying. But the whole thing about truck driving is you need, you need to, we need to think as truck drivers, we need to think for the, for the, for the other vehicles as well, for the cars, the taxis. And, and then I just, so the whole, our whole mindset yeah. needs to change. And the salaries are the truck drivers paid better in the U.S. than here? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. why I went in the first place. Yes, yeah. they have they have a lot of respect for truck drivers in America. They have, I would say, like if you look at the Sun One Hotel, right? Mm. When you go and book yourself in, our truck stop, the truck stops over there is ten times better than that that little hotel thing. You like the toilets and everything. It's like five star hotels. You have people cleaning it. Their standards are very very high. Because they their rules are so strict, so they make they they make things a bit easier for truckers because they you must remember America is way bigger than South Africa. So I think it's ten times bigger. We yeah. would travel from east to west. It takes us two drivers, three days and two nights. Well, we would travel here in, from South in South Africa from Gauteng to Durban in 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 less than thirty hours. So. But the main thing is we need to change our mindset in South yeah. Africa. Road users, speed kills, first of all. The second thing is we, we need to, maintenance is very important. You need to look after your vehicles. Um, you need to be more courteous. When you see a truck, don't look at a truck as, oh, he's too slow. Just think about it in this way, maybe. Maybe this will help. That is a truck that's maybe got a load of, um, like with a COVID, maybe it's got a load of, uh, you know, medicine on it. Vaccines you don't know stuff. what. Yeah. You don't know what's on that vehicle. That's food. We 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 move food. We, you know, everything that you see around you is gotten there. Actually, by a truck. Truck takes it there. Mm. So if people would just look at a truck and say, you know what, maybe my next uh, new fridge is in that truck then maybe things will change a bit for us. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the whole attitude in South Africa is when they see a truck is, oh, this is a problem for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you see a truck, oh, be careful. And it is dangerous. There's one rule in America is that a car is not allowed to get too close to a truck from behind or in the front unless, uh, it's, you know, even when you're parking at the robot before you leave. Yeah. That's a... While driving, don't get too close to a truck, and you're not allowed. Like we have uh, 
off ramps. We call it off ramps. In America, they call it turnpikes. So when you come approaching as a truck is on the freeway already, and you, you're trying to get onto the freeway, the car's not allowed to jump in front of that truck or come in. He's, you must wait. Mm. So certainly a lot of differences than in the rules of the road. But thank you so much for joining us. Let's leave our chat there. And yes, all the best. That could take forever. Yeah, <laughs> we could go on and on and on. Yes. But thank you so much for, for uh, you know, uh, just enlightening us in terms of your experiences. And uh, do drive safely then today because we know you're going to be on the road in just a bit. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, Mervyn, our truck driver for today uh, in our trucking around the country feature. It's 20 minutes past four here on Sound Awake. Let's take a short break.